but everything must be done properly and in order. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and I didn't know what to talk about this week on this podcast. I had so many different ideas And then this morning, I did a virtual decluttering with one of my favorite clients, and we did her kitchen pantry and kind of like her kitchen counter is what we talked about. And I just got so inspired because a lot of times when I do decluttering, I come home and work on my own house because I get so excited and the momentum has kicked in because I'm working with other people. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep going and it's my own house. So actually, after I got off the Zoom with her, I went up to my own kitchen and I organized my own pantry. So today's episode is inspired by one of my favorite clients. And so thank you for the inspiration today. And I'm going to share a lot of what we talked about today with the rest of the, the podcast audience. So I hope you enjoy this this topic today. So the pantry is something that a lot of us struggle with. It's depending on how big it is, it might be the place where things get lost um, and you don't even know what you have anymore and it's just kind of in there. And as I was preparing this podcast for you today, I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, the pantry is so similar to the wardrobe. It's cracking me up. So I want you to... First of all, you're going to always begin with decluttering. I know everybody, especially with pantries, you want to jump to the fun part, which is buying the bins, buying the basket, buying the jars, getting the label maker, buying the special markers and all that fun stuff. But before you can do that, you have to declutter because you can't organize clutter. So whether it's your pantry, your bedroom, the playroom, any place in your house, No bin, no basket, no system of cubbies is ever going to work unless you declutter and you get yourself some good routines that work, okay? It's just not. I cannot tell you how many times I have decluttered from mom's houses that rack where they have the colored bins for the toys and every mother was so hopeful when she brought that home that that was going to be the solution, but it's not because it's just too much stuff, okay? So before we get to the pretty stuff, we've got to do some grunt work. So I'm going to try to talk you through it and make it as easy as possible for you and hopefully inspire you to go ahead and declutter your own pantry. And I bet you will find yourself making more meals at home, packing more lunches, and saving money because you're not going to be buying things 
that you already own and you're not going to be eating out for lunch because you're so overwhelmed you can't even think about what to pack or what to make for dinner. All right. So same as your wardrobe. You've got these items in your pantry that are, and I'm got, I've got these three categories in my head with wardrobes. Um, the first one is you have your old school stuff, right? These are the clothes in your closet that are old. They're torn. They've got holes in them. They're, it's just, it's old school. It's time for them to go. Probably the same in your pantry. So you're going to start with getting rid of anything that's expired, just old. Uh, maybe you opened it and it's stale. So start with that stuff. Just throw that stuff away. The next thing you're going to get rid of is you're new with tags. We probably have items in our wardrobe that we purchased and it still has tags on it, but realistically, you're not going to wear it. Not sure why we bought it. Seemed like a good idea at the time, but we're not going to wear it. And there's probably stuff in your pantry that is brand new. And maybe you spent a little bit more money on it. Maybe you decided one day you were going to go organic and then I don't know, you lost that motivation somewhere along the line. This is okay. I'm giving you permission to go ahead and get rid of the stuff that's new that you know realistically you're never going to use it. So I've even posted stuff on Facebook to my friends and just said like, hey, I'm cleaning out my pantry. Does anybody want this stuff? And everything has gone. Because some people want to try something, but they don't want to spend the money, you know, it it's kind of pricey to try a new thing in the grocery store. So this is a great chance for your friends to maybe swap some food and see like, hey, I'd like to try that. I'll take it. So then you don't feel quite so bad about throwing things away. The other thing is fantasy self. We have fantasy self in our wardrobe. We buy these items for a life that we don't even have. And I always say like for the the weekend in Cape Cod, but you live in Missouri. Okay, like it's just not going to happen. Like you're not going to get invited to somebody's yacht off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. It's just not going to happen. Okay, so why do we have that certain cable net sweater for that perfect sunrise boat boat ride? No, it's not going to happen. Do you also have fantasy self food ingredients in your pantry? Maybe you were looking through a magazine or a cookbook and you got all inspired and you went to the grocery store and you bought all the ingredients, you spent $50 on saffron, and you were like, I am going to make this. Um, maybe you're going to work your way through the Julia Child book and, you know, move to Tuscany. But it just hasn't happened yet. And so that's your fantasy self ingredients in your pantry. You can go ahead and get rid of those because you're just not going to do it. And you know you're not going to do it. We call it tuition. You spent some money. You learned a lesson. It's okay. So go ahead and declutter those fantasy self items. Now, what are you left with? You are left with your staples, your tried and trues, the things your family eats all the time. And just like in your wardrobe where you wear 20% of your wardrobe 80% of the time, you're probably doing very similar with your meals and the items in your pantry. So that's okay. These are the things you love. So why fight it? Okay, let's just go with it. And the less variety you have in your wardrobe, the faster decisions you can make when getting dressed, the less variety in your pantry and in your meal planning, the faster you're going to be able to shop, the easier it's going to be to budget, and the faster you can make decisions for what you're going to make for dinner. 
Okay. So sometimes when there's too many choices, we get overwhelmed and we can't even think about what, what can we make, you know? Whereas when there's rice and beans, you're like, oh, I guess we're going to have rice and beans tonight. So, okay. So that's what you're left with. You're left with your staples. Now, just like in your wardrobe, one of the easiest ways to make your closet look beautiful and uniform is to put everything on the same hanger. So you buy all the wooden hangers or you even just use the metal ones from the dry cleaners, but that's an instant, easy way to make your wardrobe look beautiful when you open the doors. So that's where we are with your pantry. We are going to make it look uniform because I think if you're listening this far, it's probably because you've seen something on TV or in a magazine and you like that look of the pantry all organized. So what is it actually that we like about that? I'll tell you what it is. And it's probably going to be one of my Saturday morning declutter with me episodes. This is called visual clutter. And we are so inundated with visual clutter, we probably don't even recognize it anymore. But when I tell you this, you're going to start noticing it and you might not like me. But everywhere you go, you are smacked in the face with a logo or a brand or some sort of advertising. It is just obnoxious. And when you open your pantry and you don't have any of those boxes or labels, then it's that calm, serene look that we all kind of gravitate towards in those photos and on TV. Okay, so that's what you're eliminating. You're eliminating the visual clutter and you're going to use all the same jars um, and the same baskets. And this is where you can start having fun, okay? But before you start buying everything, you wanna make sure that whatever you're going to buy, it's going to fit. So you've gotta measure your shelves and make sure that any containers you're buying are going to fit, okay? So I'm going to first talk about what to do if you're on a really tight budget and then up to no budget, have fun, hit the container store with, with all your besties. So when I was a young married woman and new baby and stuff like that, we lived in a house where my kitchen had the basement door in it and the basement door would open and I had a wire rack on the door. And then there was like really skinny shelves as you walk down the basement steps. It was like a 1928 creepy old basement. You know, those are it's like, don't knock the shelves or everything's going to fall down kind of thing. But, and we didn't have two nickels to rub together. So what I would do is I wanted that uniform look. So I would go to the grocery store and I would figure out which jar of spaghetti sauce fit on that rack hanging on my door. And when I figured out which one it was, that was the brand of spaghetti I bought for as long as I needed to buy it. So you're kind of like buying the spaghetti sauce and getting the pretty jar for free. And that's what I did. And you can do the same for ice cream. There's a, there's a brand of ice cream right now that has a really pretty jar and just kind of Take a, take a couple of, you know, minutes when you're in the grocery store and just kind of notice the packaging and see, like, is there anything I can use when we've used up the actual product that I could use this then for storage? I remember babysitting where 
this one family, every little toy and Legos were stored in the, um, the plastic baby wipes containers. So when the mom was done with the baby wipes, it became storage for toys. Like, get creative, you know, with your budget and with what you can use for storage. Now, if you have no budget, you're allowed to, like, have fun with your pantry, then go ahead and have at it. But what you're going to do is, before you buy anything, you have to measure what's going in there, okay? So let's say, for instance, you have a bag of black beans, and it's 16 ounces in the bag. So you don't need a very big jar. So go to the store or go on Amazon and just say, you know, type in 16 ounce jar. And then you know that jar is going to fit that whole bag of black beans. You don't you don't want to get a 14 ounce jar because then you're going to have a little bit left over and you're going to have these random little bags. So try to get it as close to the real amount um, without going under, okay? And then just to make sure you keep it straight, especially if you're ordering it on the computer, I just kind of write in a little note to myself that bag of black beans, I've ordered a 16 ounce jar. Um, maybe you have, I don't know what, two pounds of flour. I don't know what that comes out to, how it's weighed or, um, but I don't know how to say this, but figure out how much, how big the container would be for the flour that you have. Maybe you like to buy four or five bags of flour at once and you need a bigger jar. Um, if you buy the stuff at Costco, I don't know what kind of a jar you're going to be able to buy for that, but you never know. Google it. Maybe there's something out there, but remember you have to have the space for it too. But maybe that just goes on the floor in your pantry. There's no right or wrong answer. It's really whatever you want to do. All right, so that's your jars and stuff. And then when they arrive, you just put, you pour the ingredients in there. You put a cute little label on it. And then the maintenance is just anytime you come home from the grocery store and you you can do it right away. I try to do it as soon as I'm unpacking the groceries where I would just literally rip open the bag of beans, pour it into my jar, and that's it. I don't think twice. Other times I do it when I'm waiting for things to boil, when I'm just kind of hanging around waiting to stir things, and then I'll say, oh, why don't I go through the pantry and see if I can refill? And some of the things I purchase are too big for the jars that I own. So for instance, I buy the oatmeal at Costco, but my jar for the oatmeal, it's actually a container that looks like a cereal thing. It's the plastic Tupperware container. So I have up above where it's above my, my pantry, I keep the overflow and that's where I refill from there. So it's not pretty up there, but I don't go up there very often. So, and same with the rice from Costco and the quinoa from Costco. So I kind of keep the overflow stuff up there and I just keep manageable sized jars where I can reach them. Okay. So that's your jars. The next thing is you might have bags of chips, bags of cookies, crackers, like little miscellaneous things that perhaps you don't want to spend the money buying a jar to, to decant those into. Um, so for those, I would recommend you just keep them in the bag, you roll them up, you get a little chip clip, and then you get something that you can't see through. So the jars, the idea is you want to see the food and have the food on display, but for these things, the bags in the packaging are ugly, so let's hide them. 
So you can either get a basket that you can't see through, or you can get a wire basket that has fabric in it. You can, you know, if the budget's really tight, you just do a box until you can afford to buy a, a basket or something like that. Um, and then you can just put a little tag on the outside that labels it. Maybe it just says snacks. Maybe it says baking goods. Maybe you make pancakes every weekend. So you have a basket of like everything you need for pancakes and that you just pull it out and that's what you put on your counter. There's no right or wrong how you do it. It just has to make sense for you. Maybe your basket is has lunch snacks and that's where the kids know that they can pull that out for their lunch snacks. And if you've been with me since the old YouTube days, maybe you saw the old video where I showed you how my kids make their lunches. Well, above my refrigerator is the little cabinet above the fridge that you can't even reach. That's where I keep my snacks that the kids can take for their lunch. And they know I pull that bin down every morning. I put it on the island and they know they can take one thing from that bin. Then we have bins in the refrigerator where they have chopped up veggies or the baby carrots. So I take that bin out. They take something from there. They take something from the fruit bin and then they make themselves a sandwich, whatever the sandwich of the week is. I put the lunch meat and the cheese on the counter and that's it. It takes them minutes to make their lunch. So, and this is all, again, guys, this is all stuff that we should be teaching our kids because realistically, when they get jobs, are they going to be able to afford to go out to lunch every day? So get them in the habit of preparing their lunches every day and you're setting them up for success. Now, my last tip for you, and then I'm going to say goodbye, is when you put, let's say you pour the rice into a container, maybe, <coughs> excuse me, you want to put, sometimes I cut out the instructions, the cooking instructions from the bag and I just tape it to the underside of the lid. So when I unscrew the lid, I look under there and that's my cooking instructions, okay? So that's just my little tip for, for how you do that. All right, guys, so I hope that these tips and tricks have inspired you to declutter and organize your pantry. But in the long run, really what I hope it does is I hope it keeps you on budget because you'll be able to see very easily what you own so you're not buying duplicates and I hope it makes meal planning that much easier and meal preparation that much easier because everything is easy for you to see easy for you to grab you're not knocking things over and pulling things out to try to get to what you need okay so that's what I've got for you today and again I think next week I'm gonna follow up with some tips and tricks on how to make eating healthy a little bit easier as well because that also came up on our Zoom this morning. And um, as always, if you want to work with me one-to-one, -one, please don't hesitate to reach out via email. If you send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and I don't get back to you within like a day, please email me because I'm not great about those other social platforms. So um, email's great. We can Zoom. And uh, if you are doing your budget for this year and you've got some questions, please pop in for the budget Q&A, which is going to be January 31st, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You do have to sign up for that, but it's free. And you can go to my Facebook page, which is Tight Ship Mama. And at the top of the page is pinned the 
sign up for that. It's like a an image of girls boxing and stuff. Like we're going to knock out debt. So click on that and it'll ask you for your name and your email address. And then I'll send you the Zoom link probably the day before. Um, and you can just pop in with your questions, your concerns, any, you know, tips and tricks. Those Zoom link, those live Zooms that we do for the budgets are so fun. You meet the nicest people and everybody's laughing and crying and we're just commiserating and it really is fun. And I think it helps you stay on the budget when you've got other people on your side and cheering for you. So that is it for today. Have a wonderful day and I will see you on Saturday with a five minute declutter with me. Take care. Bye-bye.